0: Welcome to the Men Among Demons podcast. Hey.
1: In a disoriented world, this is the podcast that asks what would happen if we truly put Christ at the center of our thinking.
0: Hey. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Oberwald.
1: And I'm your host, Dr. Greg Weeb. Hi, Greg. Hey, man.
0: So, Greg, uh, uh, it's September and uh, the kids are back in school. The students are back in university the classes. Leaves,
1: the leaves are turning.
0: Leaves are beginning to turn. It is still summer, by the way, as I was recording it. It is September 17 when we're recording this, which means, by gum, it is summer for six more, five more days. <laughs> and I'm not letting go. But nonetheless, the kids are back in school. Uh, and so I thought uh, maybe we should talk about education. Sure. What What is going on with education <laughs> in Canada, North America, the Western world in general, what are we doing? What is happening, Greg?
1: <laughs> I I don't know. Uh I don't know. Episode over.
0: Um
1: I, I don't will, know. We we'll always
0: start that way though. I mean, we both always start by saying, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's true. That yeah. is the that could makes. be the name of this show.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to figure something out. Your guess, your guess is as good as mine. Uh it is Yeah, it's a good question. There do seem to be no shortage of agendas out there uh, for education, and it's interesting to think, like, just to pay attention to how many people talk as though education is the solution to any number of problems. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, Uh, and then you think, okay, but what actually happens in education? that it can solve any of these complex issues and it and it and it makes your head scratch you know i'm often (laughs) with with our the elementary school nearby that our kids go to like you know we wonder about what is going on at that school and and what exactly happened when the the most recent principal came came in and like where things are going i don't know that's yeah, I don't know what's, uh, what, yeah,
0: go ahead. What do you think is, um, you said there are problems that are trying to be solved, which seems definitely correct to me. What, what would be an example of something like that? A problem that we seem to be trying to solve through education?
1: Oh, I don't know. Pick your, take your pick, Um uh, climate change or, um, our racism, equity, equity issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, any, any social ill, uh, what, uh, drugs or stigmas, stigmas, the, uh, yeah, big problem today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what, what, what isn't, what isn't looked to what, you know, what, at what point do you not look to education to, to solve these? I mean, right. The, the, the children as the children as as a future are very much a target right now. I guess I'm sort of thinking you're talking education in general. I'm, I'm sort of ho- ho- homing in on, uh, on the education of young people, but uh, yeah, it's like looking, looking to, looking to children to raise, uh, to raise the next generation who can finally do it right and 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 solve all the problems of our of the previous generations and so forth.
0: Yeah, I I I think that seems true, and I think that's probably been true for a very long time. I think that's you know many of our ancestors, at least certainly in in a place like North America, often felt that way as well. I mean, it occurs to me that it, it raises the question of what what education is meant exactly to do, and we, we feels like we have multiple answers to that floating around at the same time. On the one hand, you know, we still have very much, both at, at, at every level, at the primary level, secondary and post-secondary levels, we still have this project to just teach young people and not even like people of all ages, really, uh, uh, you know, essential skills and essential pieces of knowledge. You know, my kids get taught to read. We're still doing that. Thankfully, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, successfully, my kids can all read, um, you know, with some help at home, but uh, plenty of work at the school, you know, so reading, this is a basic skill. You got to have it, you know, numeracy, the ability to do some, some, you know, basic math and that sort of thing some general, you know, kind of factual knowledge about, uh, well, quote unquote, maybe factual knowledge about, uh, history and these sorts of things definitely still seems to be a going project, uh, for, yes. for, for our various educational institutions. Um, this still seems as far as I can tell to be the main interest in, you know, what we often call STEM at the post-secondary levels, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math, you know, engineering, education, uh, from what I can tell, working at an engineering university, uh, is primarily mainly about teaching people to be engineers and be able to, you know, do all the complicated things, to me, quite mystifying things that engineers do so that the bridge doesn't collapse and I drive over it and the right. building stands up and all the all the many amazing and wonderful things that engineers accomplish. Um that's all still that's all still in there. And I personally I find that relatively unproblematic. I mean, you could obviously analyze, you know, how well we're doing and maybe we maybe mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. techniques can do better and that that's always a going conversation and an important conversation. But then there's this second piece which I think you already kind of just kind of nailed or hit the head, you know you pointed to, uh which is that idea that you know with enough education, uh the world will be sort of a semi utopia, the world is going to be perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. And what occurs to
0: me as you were saying that is that it's it's an interesting there's an interesting assumption at the heart of that, which is that you know a problem like uh, discrimination um, or a problem like you know not embracing uh, some say LGBTQ folks for example mm-hmm. is solvable with education and and that that if we if we assume that it assumes. That the correct sort of moral position or ethical position on those issues is completely self-evident, and that the only reason a person might um, you know object or or not follow the intended line uh, is that they they simply don't understand. So what we need to do is mm-hmm. help them to understand. Um, and that occurs to me to be perhaps a, at times true, and at other times, Um, maybe not. I mean, what if a, what if a person with a really good, solid understanding of, you know, the racial past of North America, um, nonetheless disagrees with, um, you know, certain aspects of modern social movements on on something like that. Or, I mean, maybe climate change is a little, is a little less, um, hot button or a little less, you know, emotionally charged. So it's maybe a better example to work with what if someone, and I'm not saying I am this person necessarily at all, but, you know, what if someone knows the climate science extremely well, and really has excellent, excellent education and what's going on with the earth's climate, and nonetheless presents a dissenting voice and says, you know, I disagree with the expected trajectory of this, or I disagree with, uh, you know, the policies surrounding it." it. It seems to me that a lot of these issues, that's very, very possible, which means that you can't you, you wouldn't be able to educate your way out of it, not in the right. true sense of education. You have to start kind of indoctrinating if you're going to force right. people to think a certain way, um, unless, unless it's true that it is so absolutely self-evident. COVID is another really good example. There were a lot of very well-informed public health people Uh, who raised uh, voices of concern about some of the ways we approached uh, the COVID virus and some of the policies and whether they would work, uh, whether something like masking was beneficial or not. They were very reasonable and very knowledgeable people, which doesn't... I I hope I'm a reasonable person, but I I don't have public health knowledge. Uh, I'm not one of them. But there were people who do, who were able to who did come out and say you know hold on i disagree with the consensus which means you can't just educate your way out of that right it seems to me
1: no that's right yeah and there's already like now only a few minutes in there's already quite a few layers uh that that we're that we're talking about that that one that you could peel back like (sighs) like what, what all is going on even in this, in this conversation alone? Like there's like, there's things, um, there's this aspect of like things that you should know or how, like, I don't know. I don't know quite how, how, how best to talk about this. Um, like what, maybe, maybe we should indulge my desire to be a bit systematic. Um, and, um, and sort of try to say at base, like, what is education for? Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe you can't point. quite, maybe you can't quite ask that because you already have to ask, like, education for what? Education to do what? Right. But what's what is what is what is education for at base? Why do, why do we feel compelled to send our kids to school? Schools didn't always exist the way they do now. Um, but we but we think it does something. Um, and we still continue to, to think that going to school after you're done grade school and, and high school and to do more school in university, I mean, there's some, I have ambivalent feelings about that, but I went, I went for a long time and got a, got an undergrad and a master's and a PhD. Um, so I thought, and I may even go to school again, get more education. Uh, and so here we're talking about what kind of education we're talking about. We're talking about like formalized institutional education of course there's all other all sorts of other kinds of education my kids are are yeah, yeah. We're like in just in my family we're all getting an education about how to be a family constantly from one another right it's all sorts of things that i'm trying to teach my kids about what it's like to be a human what it's like to be a human in uh, like in our culture in our part of the world as an orthodox christian as a as a weeb as a part of my family as a part of my wife's family as well. Right. Like what, what kind of person? So there's all those kinds of educations. So, but you know, thinking about in sort of institutional uh, institutionally oriented education, like what's it for, you know, one of the, one of the things it's for that it was worth naming just to put, set it aside that, that COVID since you brought up COVID already, uh, uh, which is probably coming back, right? I mean, that's that's now we're all supposed to be masked up again or something. Uh, anyways, I sh- I probably shouldn't. I probably we did shouldn't. an episode on COVID. No. I know. <laughs> probably shouldn't jinx it by saying, but anyways, <laughs> um, one of the things that became very clear when when all the kids were sent home was was how much, uh, especially the lower in at the the lower the level was, the more essentially. Uh, babysitting and daycare was a function of education right that is part of it uh, for the young young kids it's like uh it's like um it's just a it's a graded scale or it's a it, it's a spectrum and the younger the kids are the more their education has to do with keeping them occupied constructively so that mom and dad in this culture in this society can go to work because yeah. mom and dad typically both need to work that's certainly the case in our in our household uh to make things float and so we need we need the assistance of our of our educators quote unquote educators uh to to just make sure that our kids are safe at the end of the day yeah as they get older we you know it's where i'm less and less concerned about them just making it through the day and not killing themselves or harming themselves, pointing them, poisoning themselves or whatever. And the more and more I'm concerned about, okay, like you should, you should know some things, right? So, and that's, it's that ask. let's, let's, you know, maybe let's start with that aspect of you should know something what kinds of what, what kinds of things should you know? Why do we, what's education for what kinds of things should you know? And how do we How do we know what you should know? Like what's like that it's culturally based, right? It has to do with our sort of big C culture, you know, not just Canadian, but like North American or Western culture. Like there's a massive, a massive sort of set family of traditions that education is, is a part of here, right? You should know things about just what you said, science, technology, engineering, math should be able to. You should be able to do basic arithmetic. You should be able to uh, write coherent sentences. You should know some things about history. I am embarrassed by how little I feel like I know of, of even just Canadian history with my with my public high school education. Right. But I think, but now, especially that I'm uh, that I'm a father and thinking about like, what are my kids, uh, you know, what are my kids learning? And and the way the way this episode started was, I imme- see where I immediately went, right? I immediately went to like, oh, it's all going to hell in a handbasket and everyone's <laughs> ideological, right? Like, I think like part of that is this concern in me, like, okay, now that I've got kids, I just want to make sure that they know certain things. They should know certain things about history. And I like the idea of having, uh, you, you know, social studies where you're learning about different aspects of different cultures. You sort of get a sense for your place in the world, even at a very elementary level, right? But why do we need, to, like, why do we think those things in particular are what our kids should know?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, so back, so back to kind of my original observation there, there there's the kind of... Uh, skills-based education to teach you the things that you'll need to be able to do to survive in the modern Because the world, world is
1: such and such, because the yeah. world is set up in, in a particular way that that in order to succeed in that world, you need to know. In order, yeah, in order to really
0: to even just basically survive, you will need to know how to read, yeah. how to write. Now, there are cultures in our society to the very present day where that just really isn't true. You don't need to know how to read you know in, in in many parts of the world and but you will receive an education in those parts of the world in the things that are essential to survival in those places you know yeah. if you're in some very rural part of you know africa or something where the essential knowledge is more how to how to get food off of the the, the land maybe it's a difficult a difficult climate and and having a lot of very sophisticated deep knowledge of you know how the how that land works how the seasons work how it all fits together you know you you need that you don't need to be able to read or write a thing uh mm-hmm. because it's you you don't live in an urbanized you sort of quote unquote modern economy these are also modern economies they're here right now so they're yeah. modern too it's a different way of being modern um, but uh, and that's the education you'll receive so it probably won't be uh, as much of a schoolroom type setup or whatever um, and maybe there are a lot of places too where you're maybe a little bit in between a little bit of a blend of these things uh, where yeah. yeah maybe it'll be beneficial for the community of some somebody or some people know how to read and write and maybe it'll be beneficial to the community to have a couple of lawyers or something who can, you know, right. help out when the government comes charging in and says this and that, and and you have an objection or whatever, um, and and so then you get a bit of a blend. You, you know, you select certain people, or all kids get a little bit. Maybe they all learn to read. Anyway, there's this whole spectrum of things, but mm-hmm. but that that's a kind of education. I feel like that's extremely maybe impossible to disagree with. Uh, to say that, you know, kids shouldn't learn uh, within the scope of their, you know, cultural, social, economic reality. They shouldn't learn the basic skills to survive, to to keep their communities surviving and, and ideally thriving, to pass those on to their kids. That, that seems to me to just be like, well, you just have to. And in our highly urbanized world like Canada, the things that you have to know are yes of course reading writing numeracy these sorts of things and then all kinds of you know, you'll you need to eventually kind of pick a set of job skills yeah. that are that you can apply to get a job so that you can have food to eat for you and your family um and then I don't feel like that's all really all that controversial. In a lot of ways, I often see in post-secondary education, there's a really big group of people, including a lot of people in governments and so forth, who that's really all they see education is doing. Um, and you know, job training, people, you know, you know, some student says, well, I'm going to major in English. And then the, you know, the question is, well, what are you going to do with that? Yep. You know, it, and that's a very utilitarian a view of education and one that is uh, certainly a key a key part of it. I mean, it's not an invalid question. What are you going to do with your English degree? It's not an invalid right. question. You're going to need to go, you know, eat. You're going to need to go work uh, in right. our society, and and you probably need a plan for that. Then there's this humanities people like us often get very concerned about that. I think, in large part, out of uh, tacit self interest that we ourselves may not even have fully um, grappled with, that we realize there's a bit of a threat to, to guys like us who read old books. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and you, you don't feed your family reading old books. Even if you become a professor, you're not really doing anything economically, you're, you're, you're within a patronage system where someone has decided to give you the leisure time all the time to go do that and teach other people to do that. And and we'll kind of cover your bills for you. We talked a bit about that sort of topic in the work episode, you know, uh, priests for pastors as people who don't really have a job, but are, are under a patronage system. Uh, Professors in humanities are, are that as well. We, we don't, the economic value of our work is nil nil. Right. Um, but it, there are people around who think it matters enough to say, hey, well, I'll cover, I'll cover your bills for you. I'll cut you a check. I'll yeah. give you a salary. Even though what you do on the free market is zero, <laughs> worth $0, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll cover you. But so what that all vectors into then to me is, is another piece. And it's something that I do think, I think basically everyone does feel like is important, which is what I might describe as moral education. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I feel like we're seeing right now in North America is a growing divide about what that means. If you go far enough back in our society, that would be the purview of the church and of families. This is not necessarily all good, by the way. I'm not trying to glorify the past uh, in ways it doesn't deserve, but there would have been a consensus that, well, moral education is education on being a Christian you know, in a Christian society, how to to do that well. Uh, Now, we, I feel like historically, we kind of seem to have gone through uh, a bit of a shift to say, okay, well, that's going to be done in churches and families. And the school isn't going to do that anymore, because we're losing some consensus on what exactly that is. Society is becoming more diverse. Um, You know, we have Catholics and Protestants. Here in Ontario, we have publicly funded public, School board, and we have a publicly funded Catholic school board. And that was a solution from the past, you know, many, many, many decades ago, to try to say, well, okay, we don't have consensus <laughs> on how to do moral education between Protestants and Catholics. And we've got a lot of both of these groups, we've got a lot of these people. And so, what we'll do is we'll just give them separate school boards. The Protestant board has turned into the public board, which is totally unreligious now, because that diversity has continued to grow. We have lots of atheists. We have lots of Muslims, Mm Buddhists, Hindus. So we can't just come in and, and pray and say moral education is all about centered on Christ anymore. The Catholic board itself is undergoing a lot of changes where people of any faith at all are wanting to go to the Catholic board because that's the board where you can still talk about God and say that that matters. Right. Um, so my kids are Orthodox and so they go to the Catholic board. They, they have Muslim friends who go to the Catholic board because, I believe it. Uh, yeah, because like well, heck at least, at least there's an idea of God involved in all this. At least there's that level of continuity. But so this this question, the, the question that seems to me to be the really the hot button question, whether people realize it or not, is centered on that question of moral education. Not so much on skills yes. education, which I think we're, I'm, I'm very comfortable with. Yeah, my kids need to learn that stuff. Um, but what should the shape of moral education be? What's the space? What's the place of the state of state sponsored yeah. schools in providing that. Uh, and it definitely feels like we're shifting a little, we're starting to shift beyond that true blue liberal sort of agnosticism. That's right. based on saying, well, the school is just not going to touch that in yeah. either direction. It's just, we're going to teach your kids to read and do math stuff. We all agree on all the rest is your business. And it, it feels maybe i'm wrong but it feels like there's um a a sense of reaching on the part of a lot of people to say no 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 the public school should indeed be involved in moral education um mm-hmm. uh, but it shouldn't have anything to do with any any certainly not christian faith that's by mm-hmm. far the worst and probably no faith at all uh, but it should look like this it should be involved in you know various kinds of social justice issues and that sort of thing yeah um, and and that's creating a lot of problems because it circles back to what I said before, which is that unless these things are absolutely self-evident as moral principles, education isn't exactly, isn't exactly a solution or, or something that's going to build consensus and unity in, in the society uh, because you can educate people all you want. And if they walk away saying, well, but I still disagree, you've got a bit of a, a bit of
1: a problem there. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, like the concern about the, the concern, okay there's a few things going on here the concern about like an increasingly ideological education for my kids and etc. is exactly the concern that certain certain moral ideological moral education is displacing sort of the the fundamental skill based education that I think that they should have. Now Uh, What I, what my suspicion is, is that we are moving what, what feels like a new, a new time and that we're losing, we're losing a certain vision of, of education that has, I think, a lot to recommend for it. But the thing we're losing, I suspect is itself kind of an anomaly and an, and an aberration. I think it's the idea that you could go to school and learn things independently of any kind of moral orientation or moral education is probably weird in human history. That's a prob that's probably a fundamentally modern conceit, that right morals and ethics could be taken for granted as being universal and and rational. So then we can just get to the business of of learning the nuts and bolts uh, uh, and and you know uh, sort of materially oriented. Uh, Ideas. Well, it's it seems like um, that worked as long as you could assume that everyone more or less believed the same thing, even whether you're Christian or or even even sort of rationalists who had a similar like moral outlook, a similar sense similar similar sense of what constituted morality. Which is the modern? That's the feature. A no, feature of 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 modern philosophy, right? Is that
0: it's Kant, I think, right? Like right, it's, it's Kantian ethics is is self is self yeah. evident, self evident, discernible by all people. It like just happens to look exactly like Prussian Lutheranism, right?
1: <laughs> right. Which is, which is such a beautiful point made by Alistair McIntyre. Like it just happens to look like. It just, yeah, that just
0: happens to be the obvious. And Shut any it. person who sits and thinks about it will come up with all of the same morals as Kant. Uh, and then they perfectly match the culture and tradition that he lives in.
1: Um, like the thing. And, and the real, the, the, the real key thing uh, to, to learn from Mac from Alistair McIntyre on, on this, like, orientation to to modernity um his his classic text after virtue well worth a listen uh, well worth a read as you can listen to it i listened to it a couple of times in the last uh in the last couple of years on on uh, as an audiobook really man what a good text and but one of the key one of the key things is 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 that one of the key points that he makes is that every every morality is functional Every morality is about function. It's about, uh, every morality is a kind of statement by people within a given tradition about how to succeed at life. It includes within it, any morality includes within it, some sense of orientation to what success in life is, what it constitutes which is to say, what humans are for, what people are for, and what this culture, what this culture is for, in terms of getting humans to be who they truly ought to be, and and a sense like in terms of what we normally think of morals and ethics, uh, morals and ethics, how to get there. These are the things you need to do. These, this is what you have to know how to do. This is what you need to know in order to fulfill your your role as a human being. That's all. That's all ethics. Whether it's like do your homework, eat your peas, don't have sex before marriage, all of that stuff are all are all uh moral uh um dictums for a particular culture given its sense of what humans are for um sort of cosmically. And so when so when you have an education that's just like you just need you know you just need to know math and and science and and these kinds of things and you can leave morals at the door it's actually a kind of contradiction yeah That's probably not sustainable. And so I think what we're what we're finding now is that people have intuited uh, people have intuited that it's not sustainable. people have intuited that there's a lack in education that there's something that's been missing that there is an aspect of moral formation of explicit moral formation that has been missing and they're trying to try like instinctively trying to fill that void trying to fill that vacuum but what they fill it with is whatever they whatever gods they happen to serve right Are are the the morals and functionalities and ethics of whatever gods they happen to serve and right now people are i mean people are always have always been serving all sorts of gods Right, and so that's what you're seeing. Like, right, you know, you're seeing, uh, you know, the, the 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 rush of morals to, you know, filling the vacuum uh, in the absence of of being ordered around anything, uh, in particular, in common.
0: So, so education then tells us something about what we worship, our gods, who they
1: are. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I think you know. Like I, I, I think that you know it is possible. Something, something like the the modern modern education is possible to sustain within a Christian vision, because the Christian vision is so, uh, uh, you, you know, ordering under things, ordering all things under the Most High God, and and seeing the the order of God, the logos of God manifest in every single thing and uh, the relations of all things with one another really does allow you to like uh in a certain sense let education be education let 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 math be math right whatever whatever that means uh let science let science be science let um you know you have you have problems and whether or not whether or not these problems should be solved uh is something that needs to, that is, can only be a question, uh, that is answerable within a larger moral framework, right? Should, you know, it, like the, the, the creation of the atom bomb is, a, is the solution of, uh, to a question. And is that, is that, should that solution be, so should that solution be sought in the first place is, is can only be answered within a, within a, within a co- sort of more co- coherent moral framework but if you decide as a culture that yeah this is something that would be really helpful this is a bit of artistry that would be really helpful given given our orientation to god and one another our love of god and love of love of each other in the church then you can then just like then you can go about the ma- the mathematics for it go about the calculations and and let the calculations be the calculations i don't know if that makes sense uh, that that bit of musing
0: i i well i think it i think it makes sense i'm not totally sure like, I think there's a way in which even that could be pushed upon a little to say, because you, you could imagine a society that thinks that doing all those calculations and building all those bridges and, and doing all the things we do with them is, is, is stupid not or even worse. Is, is a terrible idea. And so that's the last thing you should do. Like even saying, well, we're, they're just going to learn math and they're just going to learn to read is already freighted quite a bit with, right. with, with a certain vision of like, what's good. Like, like you said, what, what are humans for seems to be an absolutely, essential question that you can't get around. When I send my kids to school and I personally feel completely comfortable with the idea that yes, they need to know some numeracy. Yes, they need to know uh, to read and these sorts of things. um, you, You could easily imagine culture there exist cultures that might look at that and be like no that's that that's awful you know all you're gonna do is uh disconnect your kids from what we would call creation from from the Mm -hmm. earth from and all they're gonna do is become manipulators of of the world and of of the physical world um which has enormously destructive potential you point to the atom bomb i mean you know the physics geniuses yeah, that Oppenheimer movie was rec- recently released. Uh, I haven't seen it uh, yet. I, I'd be kind of interested to see it. But you have these absolutely brilliant scientists who discover certain um, apparently immutable patterns in how the world works. And then what happens? Well, you make you make unspeakably powerful bombs with it. And if there's enough of those bombs, you know, you, you mm-hmm. potentially could destroy the entire world and kill everybody on it uh, if you made enough of them. And you, and you probably could if you were motivated to do that. Um, you you might look at that and say, well, see, you know, science itself is not neutral at all. Science itself is rooted in a in a worldview that says uh, we should have control. You, know, you might fire back and say just the knowledge itself maybe is sort of neutral, but it's, it's never just the knowledge itself. It's always the mm-hmm. knowledge we' we always going to We didn't get on this train because just, we were totally just purely curious. You might find some <laughs> individuals that's really, really true. But like by and large as a culture, we got on this because we wanted to do things. We wanted to be able to circumnavigate the globe. We wanted to be able to build higher towers and buildings we wanted to be able to build better weapons that could destroy our enemies and we discovered we realized that this rational process of scientific thinking is incredibly good for controlling and manipulating the physical world to our end so it's 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 already freighted you know i i still think science is a great thing and i think we're gonna need a hell of a lot of it to solve this whole climate change thing that we were talking about uh, briefly before um but uh you know, I don't. I, I could certainly could be challenged. I could be challenged in those assumptions. I don't think they're self evident. So there's there's moral calculus there for me. Yeah.
1: No, I think that's. I think that's exactly right. A lot, the the thing I can't. Uh, the thing I keep coming back to. I've been thinking a lot about like, well, a lot. I've been thinking about Cain as the founder of as the founder of the first city. Yes. Yes. Um, Cain. Yeah. And that and that. Um. This this notion that Cain. Cain founds the city. Cain's not only the founder of the first city, right after he murders his brother, the first murderer. Uh, he not only founds the city, but also uh, is sort of the archetypal um, uh, inventor, mm-hmm. the, the the source of the source of human technology, the human source of technology, which of course is matched, uh, which is matched in heaven by the uh, by fallen angels, by fallen watchers. Um, so the, the, the myths of like the technology of, uh, the insights of the gods being brought into humanity. I mean, this is, this has, has resonances mm-hmm. with Prometheus and, and, uh, right, you fire from the gods, a, a technique, technology from the gods on earth, but he, but Cain's situation is exactly that, um. Is that he's shut off from he's cut off from the earth, right? He can't he can't be a farmer. He can't feed himself. And so there's this there's this notion that that the city and technology are supplementing or overcoming the overcoming our uh, our cut offness from from the earth. So all this is in the is sort of rattling around in the background, thinking like what we're talking about when we're talking about education is and numeracy, literacy, uh, and you said you could conceive of a you could conceive of a culture that's like no this thing these kinds of things are al- are alienating are alienating mm-hmm. from yourself you alienate yourself from yourself from your from your family and from your and from from the earth and so forth is entirely conceivable it's like my sense that i want my kids to know certain things i cannot help but think that the success i want for them and i think they need to know certain so these certain things in order to succeed the thing i want them to succeed at is thriving in cane city
0: yeah. Yeah. You're kind of accepting that to some degree. You know, right. have to, we got to pay the priest a salary. <laughs> I mean, otherwise you can't right. So someone's got to thrive in Kane city well enough to, to hand him a check to hand him some cash, you know, uh-huh. uh, if nothing else. And all the other things, we have to have a building for the church. We got to pay taxes, you know, whether we like it or not, you could try to move out to the, to the forest. Where are you going to do that? Well, you have to own some land, or have somebody who does, and somebody's going to be somebody's going to pay taxes. Somebody must know the ways of the city of Cain to be able (laughs) to, even if you wanted to be one of those people who lives out in the woods, Um, or 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 a monk, right, or a nun, right. You You can get away, but you can only get away because I'm covering for you. Uh, You know, I'll give you the donations to pay the. To, to pay the property taxes. Maybe they was, they have exemptions for those, but you know, you still have to obtain the property and you still have to buy the goods that like go to the to the monastery. And um yeah, I mean to this day we have certain certain amounts of political and, and legal um, exemptions to try to help those people sort of do what they're doing right. as churches and as, mon- as monasteries, but like so it's relying just, on
1: the patronage of government, But still somebody's you know, got to
0: cover for you, right? Like so, but you need you still need donations. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. you still need. I mean, even on Athos like you need yeah. government money or you need private money, and that means somebody has to have gone and succeeded in the city of Cain for you to for you to survive. So I like I look at my kids and I think, well, you know, you're going to have to be those people. Maybe that's just because I'm one of those people of course if they became monks and nuns i would be i would find that amazing and, and support that wholeheartedly but um assuming they don't then then they can be the ones supporting it um well yeah it, it also occurred to me as you were talking that part of what we've seen too which is which is interesting with, with secular education is is perhaps the source of the birth of atheism The notion that maybe we can create an education system that doesn't touch morality at all um and and the kind of learning that's allowed in that space once people start to say well that's all that's worth learning anyway begins uh-huh. to cut out any any space for reflection on theology reflection on what it is we're worshiping and before too long people start turning around and pointing at us and saying you're all a bunch of idiots you know all knowledge is just knowledge about the physical world and anyone who doesn't think that is just it's just radically stupid uh, and all there ever is to do is build and thrive in the city of Cain and there there isn't anything else you morons, you're just imagining it all um, it, se- it seems to me that it comes from that move to first say okay 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 let's just not talk about this
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh, and that before long you have people get who for whom that's they're just born in that system and so not only mm-hmm. are they saying well we'll just talk about that at home we'll just talk about that at church, they're starting to say that isn't worth talking about Everything, yeah. everything I need is is divorced entirely from from that whole discourse, uh, and so it becomes does it inevitably become an atheistic system if we try to not have, you know, moral education or theological education in our schools? Uh, I think maybe it does, but the the problem is, <laughs> if you have an extremely diverse society like ours, what other choice do you have? Yeah, can I? It, it does not make sense in Canada. Um, well, at least I don't think it does to try to force all the Muslim kids to learn Roman Catholic theology and become Roman Catholics. Right. I mean, it does they, like there's always a temptation for someone like me to say, well, you know, if it was all orthodox, <laughs> then, yes, let's make everybody do that's right. truth. But the problem is, if I'm on the losing end of that, <laughs> <laughs> that's right then all of a sudden then it's then you're telling all you know my kids that they they all have to be muslims or atheists that's and right. the atheist part is kind of is what we're seeing a lot of in canada um, right. and all of a sudden i'm on the short end of the stick and i'm like whoa whoa, whoa no, no 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 let's go back to when i could just do what i wanted and you could do what you want
1: because <laughs> at least you know, then my like, kids could be all of a sudden out. i'm a good liberal yeah isn't yeah. that interesting yeah so, whoa 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 guys <laughs> hold on <laughs> Why can't we just leave each other in peace? <laughs>
0: yeah. But I think, I mean, the way our society is constructed, I feel like I, I guess I am in a lot of ways a traditional liberal. For that reason, it's like I don't, mm. think, I don't think we possibly can. And I'm not sure I would want us to pursue a world where you have to be orthodox, an orthodox Christian. Like I think it's true, but I know enough about history to know that. Those worlds come with myriad problems of their own, tremendous problems of, mm-hmm. of uh, you know, corruption and the church becoming far too cozy with the state and having far too much power for its own good. And it, it can be a really bad, bad scene uh, when when you get there, which is why people, you know, have risen up historically and sort of rejected that. They've seen the damage it can do. Um, so I don't I, get, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we should be aiming for, but I guess at this, at this point in time, when it comes to something like education, I, I suppose I am pretty, pretty well a liberal that uh, we should try to leave as much of that out of it as, as we can, or, yeah. or at least give people choices, you know, to go to the Catholic school or, or a private school or the public school, whatever wherever they want to divide yeah. themselves and their children. Solve it with the market. <laughs> sort of solve it with the market. Exactly. But, but you can't escape all of those things having moral freight. Yeah. Uh, which lends it lends some credence to the notion that our public school system should be teaching kids to be decent people. How could, I mean, how could you argue with that? They're going to go to school and they're going to learn what they will learn something about how to be people, how to treat others. If they went to school and they were encouraged to bully each other, (laughs) right? Like um, that would be, bad in my view if they go to school and are discouraged from bullying each other and told that bullying is a bad thing i'm like yeah well that's we need to do that work as someone who grew up like horrifically bullied and it screwed me up for my whole life it still screws me up to this day like i'm glad to see schools stand up and say no we're gonna tell kids not to do that well that that's moral education yeah it's It's not neutral. neutral yep How can we escape it? So, you know, am I just being, am I just saying, well, there should be moral education. It should just be my version of it. It should be what I want it to be.
1: Right. And, and and the thing is, if you take the, if you take the functional definition of all morality seriously, that, that means that like that even literacy and numeracy are moral education, just right. Like the, the, the bomb doesn't get developed out of nowhere. It comes out of a culture that valued that valued scientific progress extremely highly that's not just curiosity it's like it's curiosity about science is is a great end of you know end of end of humanity so that that was already was already moral education but with moral education moral education for the modern man and now we're now we're in a different kind of modernity right where 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 other things are other things are coming to the fore so like you know so it kind of just raises for me like what you're saying what you're saying makes makes sense it raises for me though this uh, a, sort of a basic question of like what do you, i don't know what do you think a curriculum should look like
0: <laughs> well that that's what I kind of wanted to ask for a second half cuz we're at about about time for our break um, but but i think well i think that's exactly the question what what should it look like? What should we do? We can't avoid moral education. I don't expect in a democratic society to get my way on everything. Uh, but what, yeah, what should an Orthodox Christian aim for um, in order what, it, it, when involved in this world where, where we see again, because looking, looking at some of what's happening in, in, in these pushes for for a more moral vision of education I wholeheartedly support a lot of it. You know, racism mm-hmm. is a scourge. My mm-hmm. kids should be taught that. It it's it's awful. You know, no one should be mm-hmm. treated that way. When I was taught growing up um, about basically, I was taught unequivocally that the civil rights leaders in the United States, because I'm American, I grew up in the United States. Yeah. Civil rights leaders in the United States who stood up for, you know, stood against Jim Crow and discriminatory laws, they were right, period. It's not like, oh, okay, you know, well, some reasonable people might might think, you Ooh, know, if you right. went back to the late 60s, there were a lot of people who thought they were dead wrong, and the system should right. say the way it is. I was taught that, no, they were right. And I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a piece of moral education that I agree yeah. with. But, like... We get into tricky situations as Christians when we look at what's happening and say, but I don't agree. I mean, especially if you have a bit of a sense of how complex this is as a social thing. The school is going to do some of that. They're going to maybe even do a lot of that. I'm going to like some of it. I'm going to like a lot of it. I'm going to have concerns about some other pieces of it. What exactly do I do to interact with a system like that, knowing that I can't just become a tyrannical king who controls everything and gets it all my way, right. which would hurt other people? That's, yeah, maybe that's our question for our second half.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, sounds good. I'll see you over there. Yep.
1: And there goes the devil creeping in my life's design.
0: All right, Greg. So kind of in the language of the show, it seems to me that where we, where we left there at the first half was that there are certain kinds of angelic things that happen in schools. We parsed a little bit. We sort of started focusing more on the question of moral education. And I think it will be very, very difficult for any Christian, even today, to get around the fact that there there are angelic vectors in even the moral education from the public school system there's things that we can wholeheartedly affirm Uh, a lot of people heavily involved in the so-called culture wars may kind of lose sight of how much they still share with uh, so many people in the broader society i think that's always a temptation to get fixated on the things you don't agree with and you forget that you know there's a lot here that we really do affirm and we really do think all kids should know and be taught there's a lot left of our tradition from history there's a lot that is maybe close to universal among human beings and human cultures but there are a lot of things that we would see as basically demonic and you know we could sort of name some of those things I I think A lot of it centers on this push to see human beings as fully cognizant of their own identities and who exactly they are and able to just dictate to the world around them who they are. I think there's an enormous push to celebrate um, really rampant consumerism, enormous push to celebrate rampant sexual consumerism and and Mm. see you know, those kinds of sexual bodily pleasures, and even the use of certain drugs as not just okay, but really something to to be celebrated and um, promoted. And those are the spaces where it starts to feel like, hold on, hold on, we as Christians are seeing a demonic pattern here, we're seeing something that's pulling us away from the life in Christ as we understand it. So what the heck do we do about that as as Christian educators, fathers, and students ourselves? Everyone's always learning. Um, what, what should we do? How do we deal with it?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. If it was all evil,
0: I feel like this would be a decently easy question to answer, or if it was all good. But it's not. It's just, it's not either of those things. It's not straightforward.
1: No, that's right. I mean, I think already, already trying to approach um, education functionally is a start. Like, f- like being forced to answer the question of what you f- what you think we're doing, I think is already is already important. But then you have to name <clears throat> you have to name sort of what what some of the features of your culture are. First of all, you have to name what your culture is, which as as Westerners in North America, like that's really hard for us to do. Uh, becoming Orthodox has, has, and you know, whatever becoming Orthodox and thinking the things that I that I tend to think through has been very helpful for like realizing just how much our uh, our broader culture, civic culture, broader civic culture, is co- is bound up with trying to sort of deny that we have a culture. Yeah. So just accepting that, okay, like figuring out your place in the world, like what bodies am I a part of what, what relations constitute, right? So as Orthodox Christians like this, we're part of a we're part of a tribe that are born in the spirit together uh, to be a kind of, to be a kind of tribal family together. Okay. So we're going to have to do, th- we're going to have all sorts of that body is a big body and it has all sorts of needs. And so different people are going to have to pitch in different ways. And so what, what do we need to know? Right. Uh, and like you said r- early on in this conversation, like you're, you're going to need to know the things. Um, you're going to need to know all th- many of the same kinds of things that the rest of the world needs to know in order to to get a job and make money and keep and keep this thing running. If our economy worked differently, it wasn't a it wasn't a credit economy the way it is, or like well, whatever you can imagine it being other uh, some other way. But this earthly city, this city of Cain, is the, con- the is the way it is. And we have to continue to live in it, and and so that's going to be part of it. But part of it is also like uh, our culture, whose culture, broader North American Canadian culture, has a hard time, for example, justifying music education. Yes, which is which is uh, which is insane, which is insane. And I will tell you, as someone who is musically educated, that. I use I didn't finish my degree I can't, there was just some issues I, I but I did most of an undergraduate degree in music uh, and I only didn't finish just because of for mechanical like uh, issues with my playing as a trumpet player. otherwise I was I, I, I loved it and it was and it was working for me. Like I use that education all the time. interesting all the time. People love people who who know music. People oh, love yeah. people who can sing, who can play an instrument. They love it, right? Everyone loves it. Going going to church, now becoming a part of the Orthodox Church and being able to sing, being able to read music, being able to transcribe music, figure things out and notate it, being able to harmonize, like knowing just at least a bit of elementary theory, being able to use notational software to put together Music so that other people can sing along in ways you know, like it's unbelievably valuable. Does anybody pay me for it? No, right? It's very hard hard it, to get paid in that business? Right, you can't. Hard. Right, but but the but like the value to the body is immense, and so you really have to start thinking like, can can we can you know is it. Can we really limit ourselves to encouraging our young people into into avenues of education only for making money? No, and I think can. the answer is no because because there's so many things that we want to be able to do well, not just do but do well. That you that you have to you, right. This is about this is it's something about more than just uh, the facts. It's something about more. Right. Go ahead.
0: Even saying doing it well seems too utilitarian to me. <clears throat> Because my take on music, which in ancient education was considered one of the essential things that education did, right? Rhetoric, letters, grammar, music, tritium, um, quadridium, and uh, ancient Roman education is what I'm talking about here. My take on it has always been this. Music is fundamental to being a human. I am not aware of any culture anywhere that has no music. And that includes our modern culture. I mean, we love music. We listen to music constantly. We're streaming it. A lot of it is crap and is morally degenerate. But the idea that humans make and listen to music, that's just, it's just non-negotiable. And I think the the ancient attitude to education um, didn't see it in quite, the ancient Roman attitude anyway, didn't see it in quite such a utilitarian way. A lot of it was centered on, these are the things that are fundamental to being human. I make my kids learn instruments and I push them and they don't always like it. And what I tell them is that I have no expectation that they will ever be professional musicians. I don't know that I would encourage them to try. It is, right. you know, if it comes to making a living, it's incredibly hard. It's like being a writer. Like nobody nobody actually makes a living as a writer. Nobody. I was just looking at the stats not that long ago. Um, I mean <laughs> and you can point to, you know, five people that we can yeah. think of who, who make good money writing. And they're the five on the earth. So music is very, very similar. Yes, some people I guess get so very, what, very Stephen successful. Stephen King at. and Daniel Steele and, and, and J.K. Rowling, and right? J. Like, K. yeah, Wally. you basically <laughs> already named him. (laughs) and uh everybody else it's a thing we do anyway because it's fundamental to human to humans that we tell stories and we express ourselves and music is is the same sort of thing it is it's just fundamental to being human and that's why it's important and that's what i tell my kids like you will not regret having some facility to pick up an instrument you may not be you, you may not even be very good i'm not very good at a guitar but i can remember when my kids were little Being able to pull that guitar out of the case and just strum some chords and sing Baby Beluga with them and the delight and the joy that that brought into our home. And now we play music together and it's not Baby Beluga anymore, but um, are we good like enough to be commercial? No. So what? It's a fundamental thing. Humans make music. And of course, we sing in church because, again, Humans make music. We just do. Somehow this is given to us by God. And that is truly universal. And that's why it's important. Not for utilitarian reasons, not because it teaches kids to be good at math, which maybe it maybe does, but. Probably it doesn't, but it's just, it's a thing humans do and to be able to be in touch with that. And so what this raises for me that I think is interesting is I think that some level of spirituality and theology and definitely morality are equally fundamental and you've got to get in touch with that. And it just occurs to me thinking about both these issues, music, morality and theology and all that, that a lot of what we see in, in education today is cutting off that part of education that's about just steeping yourself in these just human things that are just there because they're there. So we cut; mm-hmm. we don't fund music education now. If you want that for your kid, you got to pay for it out of pocket. Now, is that how uh, it is for you? Basically, yeah. I don't think my kids okay. do hardly any music at all in school. I think there's, oh, yeah. uh, you know, some maybe little nominal stuff. They have a little bit of nominal art class sometimes,
1: but okay. more. Or less, if you want your kid to learn an instrument, yeah, you have to. But the state well, isn't going yeah. to fund that. Our band programs are still in Manitoba. Our band programs are still like it's elective curriculum. You got to opt into right. it. Yeah, or, yeah. Or so maybe there it. is, a, it's but a path. It's, yeah, that's funded. But you can't just say,
0: "Hey, I, I want my daughter to learn violin and have uh, the province." I don't think the oh, that's true. Oh, true. We'll and that's be like, "Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, we'll cover all those lessons because music is like a thing, a key thing to learn." Like that's the, that. Those days are gone. But like seeing education the way we do, it has a certain kind of advantage in it in, in that it or at least when it started, maybe protected us to have the space to say, well, I'm going to be in charge of my kids' moral and spiritual education. But it comes with that negative caveat of saying, now well, all we're going to do is stuff that's about jobs, stuff that's about careers, stuff that's utilitarian in that way. And we don't do anymore the truly fundamental human things because we can't agree on what those ought to be anymore. So we have to set them aside. Um, And that's the beginning of a lot of demonic spaces, Because it's as you said before, a pretense or a conceit. We will be doing it. Uh, we're just doing it with other things. Because when you take music, for example, out of curriculum, you're not just saying, Oh, well, music is a thing to 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 learn elsewhere. You're starting to say whether you like it or not. Music doesn't matter. Right. It isn't and it does. And it doesn't matter for what. Doesn't matter.
1: Like there's there's a there's an end, there's a telos, there's a Um, there's a there's a functional definition of a human and 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 humans in society that's being uh, that's being employed with an education and if your education says this this is out anytime your your education says this is out of the curriculum this is in this is out this is in it's making determinations about about what's a what you need in a society and so when parents come you know, uh, and are, are with their kids as they move on h- from high school and are come to university and are increasingly like, you need something that's going to get you a job. You need something that's going to make you money. It's like you, what you're seeing is the impact of a culture, like hyper-focusing on one aspect of thing, giving cult to one mm-hmm. aspect of thing, giving cult to one, <laughs> one God or one set of gods. That determines that determines its identity, right? We're going all in. Some of us are going all in on on uh, y- y- you know notions that uh, on what that that STEM is all there is, mm-hmm. or that making money is all there is.
0: Yeah, well, and this raises another question I've got here, which is that should kids know about that and and how? Uh, as a parent, uh, I am... Know about what? Should kids know about what? That cult, the cult that you're describing. Should they know about this culture and how it works and what it values? And if so, because yeah, so so to to background that just a little bit, I am very concerned about what happens in public schools. I'm very concerned about exposure. My kids getting exposed to things that I think are deeply problematic and shaped in ways that I think are deeply problematic. I'm probably equally concerned with the idea of completely sheltering them from all of that and disconnecting them from the culture and putting them in a bubble where they you know, don't even know what the hell is going on right? Um, because it just seems to me that we can't possibly bring the light of Christ and the gospel to a culture w- of which we have no knowledge or understanding. Right. So a lot of me, you know, I think about, I, I come from a reformed Christian background. I was never really a practicing reformed Christian myself, but in the reformed church within North America, One of the very big splits, at least in the U.S., where I'm most familiar, is between the Reformed Church of America and the Christian Reformed Church. And one of the key causes of that split was the question of whether kids should go to public schools Uh or whether the church should have its own (laughs) schools. The CRC, Christian Reformed Church, said strongly, no, no, we need to have our own schools. And the Reformed Church of America felt that no, kids precisely need to be in public schools. Uh At least this is my understanding of it. Mm -hmm. And some historian who knows better might correct me, but uh, they precisely need to be there because how else are we going to know what the hell's going on? How else are they going to figure out how to bring the light of the gospel and these angelic forces into a world of cult, uh, uh, you know, demonic cult? So in a sense, maybe school is exactly where they need to be. Maybe they exactly need to be exposed to all these things and learn firsthand where they go, what they result in. I mean, a big part of me sees a huge amount of value in sending your kids to schools that are inculcating even, you know, pretty awful stuff. But there's an enormous risk. What if they get sucked in? You know,
1: mm-hmm. How, what do we do about that as Christians? Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is making me think of uh, I got a I got a colleague a uh, friend at work, who's in the Reformed tradition, and great guy, and super helpful to have conversations with. He's always asking questions, wondering what I think is an Orthodox, et cetera, et cetera. And like, so one of the, yeah, one of his tropes is, is exactly this. That this this is a very much a Reformed trope that <clears throat> essentially one way to put it would be like there should be Christian versions of everything. Right. Christian version of of, you know, newspaper publishing, a Christian version of of school teaching, a Christian version of cobblering, Right. Like whatever it is that you think that you you should be that that there should be in a society if it's properly Christian. There, there should be a like a Christian version of it that makes a, a distinctive Christian difference. And there's always something like, and I always struggle, like wrestle with this because there's something about that that I think is correct in the sense that Christ does I, I, you know, as the as the Lord of the cosmos, um uh, and its author, uh, makes a difference in any in every domain, right? Is determinative, is the wisdom and power of God for everything, right? And yet, there's something like it's just like, like that doesn't seem correct to me, <laughs> that there's that that there should literally be a Christian, and I think it's because, I think it's because it's not, uh, it's sort of not mystical enough, or it's not sacramental mm, yeah. enough, yeah, like that 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 the true realization of Christ and everything, it doesn't make it, an, like another another parallel. Right? the Christian the the Christian formation of a society doesn't make it sort of a parallel society it's like a it's like a, f- a fulfillment realization of the, the the society itself or something like that so like it's it's not that you need to sort of necessarily need a parallel track of schools I feel like that's that's to think of it too literally right? that's to think of the problem too literally but like but it's a way it's a way of using it's a way of using schooling and education that that we're after it's like what can we make of this now having said that i mean we uh, as as christians in our history uh you know there are always and we've talked about this on the show too like uh, there always comes a point at which you have to say no that's that's the table fellowship of demons and i cannot share yeah right there will there can come a point with with anything Right. Even conceivably education. And in fact, I'm sure each of us know all sorts of people who are like, "Mm -mm, can't Orthodox Christians who cannot put their kids in public school? Yeah. 100%. And uh, that decision, and those decisions are complex, but that's part of it.
0: I I think those people are not crazy. They're not crazy I, at all. That's not what we've decided to do, but right. it's not that like is an
1: intelligible decision. Self-evidently
0: nuts, yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely.
1: And, and one that I respect and am, am am uh am attracted to in part. Yes, I, agree, if, I, I agree had, if I had the means then then maybe that's maybe that's something we could explore. But at the same time, yeah, like having, having our kids, having, ha- having, and having ourselves in the mix is speaking even of myself as, you know, the kind of, the kind of theological education I got as a graduate student in a secular university, uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. But I, what I learned about, like, because you just, you know, it, it's a, it's simply a more hostile environment. And I know my proclivities Are exactly to kind of hide behind a kind of fideism and just like well uh you know you you know assume everything is self-explanatory once you once you believe in jesus or something like that but no like you got to be in an environment where you are where you have to you're forced to make arguments where people aren't just going to agree with you like there's something truly valuable about being about being in the mix with them
0: yeah and and essential for yourself And for them both, I mean, what just comes to my mind is this, you know, uh, scriptural dictum to be in the world, but not of it. And that that right there, just that little line is such an intricate balance to Mm -hmm. think about what that means. Um, Because on the one hand, you have to be in the world, but yeah. (laughs) We have to be not out of it, so it's that's going to be an awfully narrow path. And it strikes me as you're talking that, like, my tendency is to agree with you that we don't need Christian versions of everything. I don't know that I would be convinced that we need Christian versions of the um, computer coding, you know, software coding programs at a Canadian college or um, uh, community college for for American listeners is what it effectively is. I, I don't know that I need to see a Christian version of that. If one of my right. kids decides that they're going to become a software engineer, i don't I think they can just go to those programs. I think I'm and, and that's partly just a pragmatic thing. I'm like, well, that's I mean you'll you'll if you're learning the essential skills, you're learning the essential skills. you know, or if you zoom it back and say, well, my my kid wants to become a you know a cooper or a, a hooper or a barrel maker, you know, well, he's mm-hmm. going to go. Apprentice himself to a barrel maker, and it doesn't really matter that much if that barrel maker is Protestant or Catholic or atheist or Muslim or whatever. Sure. Um, and there's this practical side to it, but there's also the fact that you've got to be to some degree in the world. We couldn't do this show if we didn't pay some attention to the news and the media and you know watch some tv even right like uh to know what what the hell the people around us are where they're even coming from if if everyone at saint Mary of paris orthodox church my my home parish you know had no idea what someone is talking about when they mentioned the new barbie movie uh that would be a problem right like mm-hmm. and i haven't seen that film but if there are people in the parish who have <clears throat> I mean, I kind of hope there are some people who have, because someone might come in and say, well, hey, you know, this seemed to be the message of that film. And I'm wondering, you know, what do you think of it? Well, we need to be able to say what we think of it, uh, because they're going to come in. If we're going to spread the light of the gospel, we've got to be in the world in that way. We've got to know what is going on, Uh, but we have to not be of the world, right? Yeah,
1: you can't be an urban parish and pretend you're in the desert. Right. right. Only some of us can go to the desert. Even in the
0: desert, man, like these, you know, you look at the desert monk, the monastic literature from those, they knew exactly what was going on. The whole reason they went out there was to prove a point about what was going on. They kept up with things a lot right? They were not unaware of what life was like in ancient Roman society that they mm-hmm. sort of checked out of in some ways, but people were coming to them constantly. They're hearing all about people's problems and issues yeah. and what's going on with the empire. They knew full well. And oftentimes it was the monastics who got most involved with imperial politics when they saw things going in a really wrong direction. And the fact that they had one foot out the door was precisely why they could do that when they did it well, why they could say, help. We no we're not going we're not going to do that you know I see what's outside the door and I see what's inside the door and so I can tell you what's inside the door is looking less and less and less like the true world outside and it's got to stop and that's a part of the monastic vocation to this very day these people go go hang out with monks or nuns for a while they know what is going on they're very familiar with what's going on Uh, you could visit any monastery in North America but they've all heard about the Barbie movie some of them have probably seen the Barbie movie and they could tell you about it right and they need to. They need to. But the balance necessitates some amount of parallel tracking as well. So I think I would disagree as, like you do with your friend to say, well, just an absolute. I think that's too easy. I'm not satisfied with that. But there is some amount of parallel tracking. There are days my kids come home from school and I say, well, and they tell me what they've heard or whatever. And I say, well, that's not what we believe as Orthodox Christians, right? Uh, you know, or we'll talk, we'll talk about same-sex marriage or something like that. And I'll say, what I usually will say to them is, well, people do that. Uh, you know, we need to treat them with respect and love and dignity, all these things that all human beings should have. We as Orthodox Christians don't do that. If you grow up and decide to get married, it would be to someone of the opposite sex. That's our way. That's our path. Yeah. That's how we do this. And th- that's right there, setting up a parallel track to say, yeah. yes. Yes, the world's doing that. I know you're seeing it. Um, That isn't, that's not what we do. This is a parallel track. I have now created a little parallel education for my kids that goes against some of what they've heard uh, in school about how this is exactly the same, you know, and these relationships are identical and this and that. And I'm saying, yeah, I know that's what you heard at school. That's not our view. So here's a parallel track. Um, And I think it's avoidable. And what I guess I'm aiming to do for them there. What I'm aiming to do, and maybe this is part of the vision of what we need to do as Christians, is to not just protect them always from the world, but to give them the right kind of spiritual armor to go in there. Uh, And that does require some parallelism, but it also requires allowing them. To go in to go into the arena and say, "I'm going to try to help you be equipped for it, and you need to be ready. You need to know what's coming, uh, but I do want you to go in the arena and see what's occurring and what's happening there." Also, you got to do both. I feel like that's my goal as a father, um, but it's very tricky negotiation to
1: figure out where that balance is. It seems to me. Yeah, it does. It does strike me that there's something of a spectrum, right? Like the uh, between between things and and humans or, or, you know, the the particular kinds of things that humans are that, that, you know, the further, the further you get from the further you get from human sorts of things, the more, you know, when you're talking about fixing cars, like just Find someone who knows how to fix cars and learn from them. There are all sorts of programs. doesn't matter if he goes to church. (laughs) Do not need to go to a Christian college to learn how to fix it. But the more you're talking about like humans and fixing humans and like how humans are shaped. Humans are shaped in very complicated ways that have, that do have to do with literature and do have to do with music and do have to do with uh uh, you know, ritual behavior and, and all sorts of things. Like the more, the more you get onto that side, the more you are looking at something like a parallel track. I don't, I'm not going to entrust. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to insist that when it comes to the formation of, of my kids and people and people who care about my opinion as a deacon in the Orthodox church, the more I'm going to say you like the education on being a human, how to be human first and foremost has to be liturgical And then, and then secondarily of Orthodox, right, Orthodox liturgy, Christian liturgy, proper, proper traditional Christian liturgy. And, and also is going to have all these, these other kinds of things. And you're going to want to attend to Christian ways of doing things just exactly the way that, that, that you talk about. However, having said that, I mean, Christians have always read, uh, classical literature, you know, uh, Uh, pagan philosophy, uh, all sorts of things. We know that in, in Augustine's uh, sort of in Augustine's trajectory, he fed him, he, he was fed a ton on, uh, on platonic literature. And then by the end of his life wondered if it was necessary at all, or if you could just have a purely Christian curriculum. And that idea did get picked up. And I I think it's a mistake it it under it, it. Like to, to have a kind of Christian curriculum that ignores That that refining fire or that hardening steel, hardening steel um, of engaging with those who are opposed to you and being aware for those who are I mean, not not everyone needs to live in that world, but you got to have some people in the church, you got to have some people in your community who are keeping on top of the news, keeping on top of of what other what other people out there are thinking and saying who aren't christians who are opposed to christians who disagree you know vehemently like it, so a parallel track isn't like we're going to we're going to ignore you exactly as you say but it's got to it's got to incorporate that but it does there does seem to be a, a bit of a a bit of a spectrum or something right there are there are areas to one side where like it doesn't matter you just go to a master of the trade and and learn from them and then your own spiritual formation is 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 its own thing you make sure that you're always referring to your liturgical life like what you know how constituting that under Christ given all the all the... But the more you're wor- more you're wrestling with like shaping humans the more uh the more that is it's kind of it's its own thing and I I'm a little more like that's the world I dwell in and I'm a little more guarded like I don't just trust I don't I I don't even just trust any other necessarily any other Christians It's not just a, a christian so you know sociologically speaking the broad umbrella of everyone who calls themselves a christian is like nah I, there are people and approaches that i trust when it comes to how to be a human what kinds of things how should you approach how should you approach questions of like vocation how should you approach questions of marriage how should i how, how should i commend my my kids to be to to approach their you know looking for looking for partners and that's you know yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's it
0: strikes me as you're talking because I've often told people, depending on who they are, to not read certain kinds of texts. The one that mm-hmm. always jumps to my mind, given my you know teaching and and just my positionality, is, is Evagrius. Evagrius of Pontius. Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: people will ask me about Evagrius. And sometimes sometimes I will say to people, yeah, go ahead and read it. I mean, keep in mind that Evagrius has some substantial, originistic, Gnostic mm. types of tendencies. I, I, we don't, for the purposes of this discussion, need to define that. Just just if you can take it for granted, listeners, some of those are very problematic, I think, from an Orthodox or, or any Christian point of view. Um, there are other people who I tell don't. Read Evagrius, mm-hmm. like just just read Cassian instead, or don't. Sometimes even don't even read monastic literature. Depending mm-hmm. on your positionality, some people can handle that. Some people, uh, you know, I can read Evagrius and say, "Oh, right, okay." So I see here, you know, this gets this piece of Evagrius gets pulled into the tradition. It's, it's good. It's great. You know, we can lean right into that. And then I can see, you know, because I have a lot of education and training and just because I am who I am with my disposition and my intellect, such as it is and all that, I can say, oh, anyway, here's the piece where it's like, no, 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 Evagrius has got that wrong. Uh, uh, Another person with less training and uh, less knowledge and who's maybe just, is just a different person from me may really be just best served to Absolutely avoid it. I think okay. the church would be in bad shape if nobody could right. go read Evagrius, If Indeed, nobody right. could go read, you know, Arius or whatever, yeah. um, someone's going so to know that.
1: Do that. You want someone to know
0: that. Someone must know that. But it's not everybody. Not everybody needs to know it. And for okay. some people, the risk is tremendous. For some people, the risk is is nothing, and and they need yeah. to be our warriors yeah. on those intellectual fronts. Yeah. So what what it, what it strikes me from what you're saying is that. It means that education is, we have to be cognizant of education being for the entire body of Christ as well. It's not just individual cells who all need to know all the same things or all need to have all the same education. The body of Christ has to have a certain level of awareness of Evagrius. The body of Christ needs to have a certain level of awareness of the Barbie movie, right? And it it doesn't need to be everybody, but most people probably are best served to just not go see the Barbie movie, but we could send in (laughs) some, you know, the Vanguard, some warriors to go sit there, sit through the film and, uh, uh people if, if there are people that we can entrust to come back and say, hey, well, you know, there was this and that, and uh, I think they've got a point. And then there was this and that and holy smokes, like no mm-hmm. way. Um we need that as a body, but we don't all need to do that. And that's a that's a Strikes me as a very different understanding of education yeah. compared to, you know, our society at large, and even compared to probably a lot of Christians and Christ, Christian traditions in our society at large, to say this is the business of the entire church, yeah. of the body of Christ, and each individual plays a specific kind of role in that business of, yeah. of learning, of education. Well, it's
1: kind of, I mean, it's kind of hierarchical, right? To say that some things are appropriate yeah, for is. some people, not but not for others. Will like will very much rankle a lot of folks in our in our
0: yeah that that itself is quite interesting <laughs> and, and well worth yeah well worth pondering but it also struck me in what you were saying that the church is providing very much a parallel stream all the time just by being itself just by worshiping just by providing liturgy that is that is a key parallel stream and as a parent I look at my kids and I and I, you know I make them go to church. Um, mm-hmm. And my, my daughter f- seems to have really turned a corner now. She's almost, she's about to turn 13, gonna be a teenager soon with all the usual accoutrement of that. Um, but I've noticed with her that she wants to be there. There was a whole situation that came up with her softball team. And this is an educational situation um, where she was told, she wanted to pitch. And she was told that pitching practices were going to be held on Sunday mornings. That was the only time the pitching coach came uh, in.
1: I can't stand and <laughs> she
0: said, I didn't have to say a word. She uh-huh. said to her coach, I can't be there then I'm going to be in church. She was disappointed. It hurt her feelings. She was crushed. Uh, as it actually played out, those practices never happened anyway. And she and I okay. just practiced on her own. We created a parallel stream. I was like, yeah. okay, Patty, then you and I will go out. I can teach you to pitch. You know, I know the game well. Not every dad could do that. So that's that's yeah. that's big. You know, if I was a dad who didn't know the game, All I wouldn't have right. been able to help her. But I said, We'll go out, we'll we'll pitch, we'll teach you to throw strikes. And she ended up being one of the one of the top three pitchers and one of the playoff starters for her team. Uh, because I was able to create a parallel stream for her. The Christian stream, which is to say, a stream that doesn't meet on Sunday morning, right? <laughs> right? But she, she was, she was quite crushed, and understandably so. I said, "This is so disappointing, and this hurts, and I get it." And I, and I also told her, "It's going to be hard for me not to get tears in my eyes." I'm so proud of you, honey. Yeah. That you immediately said. I won't be there then. Her coach had said something like, Oh, well, you know, pray in the car on the way to practice. And he's a good guy. I got nothing against the guy. (laughs) Nothing. Totally decent guy. He just just doesn't doesn't get it. it. He just doesn't get it. He just doesn't like, Yeah. And that's what I told Patty. He's like, Yeah, he doesn't get it. And he's not being a jerk. He just doesn't get it. And uh, she got it. I don't, the boys are younger and I don't see so much for them, but like I kind of make them show up and what we're doing to a very large degree is saying, no, you're going to show up at the parallel stream as well. Yes, yeah. they go to school and they learn what happens at school, but I need you to be there in liturgy. I need you to see what our vision of life looks like so that when you come home from school and and this happens to me regularly, they come home from school, especially the little ones and, and say, well, you know, I heard this or, or they said this and I'll come in and his dad and say, okay, yeah, that's what you heard. That's not what we believe. That's yeah. not what we think. That's not our vision of humanity. And I need them to be able to access what happens in liturgy, what happens at whatever an Orthodox wedding, what happens, you know, in, in our in our way of being. They've yeah. got to learn that too. That's also a key component of education. So that I can help them pick, you know, like like when I read Evagrius to say, okay, this part great. This part, meh, no. Right. Um I need them to learn that a little bit about their cultural space uh and that creates an educational right. role for the church in our world yeah uh that is a parallel role but maybe yes. it doesn't mean a parallel school or maybe it does that's the tricky thing is like if there was an orthodox school here in hamilton that was healthy and thriving gosh, i probably would send my kids there right i probably would yeah um because maybe i'd like a little more parallelism than i have yeah
1: um and practically so, speaking it yeah. is in fact both right you have yeah. you have orthodox Christians who send their kids to public schools, lots and lots of us, right? That's one thing Orthodox Christians, is you have Orthodox Christians. We've got some folks in the city who tried to get an Orthodox academy off the ground. It didn't quite work at all. for a moment there. It looked like it was going to be a slam dunk and then it didn't, and then it fizzled. Well, they're doing a homeschool co-op instead. Right? So they're doing a homeschool co-op instead. So there are some who do that, right? Yep. There are yep. some like you who... Do you send you don't send them to an Orthodox school, but you send them to a Catholic school? Yeah, that like was our that was our negotiation public. to split right? the difference. Yep. And then there are some there are there have got to be out there some little Orthodox schools, right? And so right. Are, so it, what in fact happens is all of them, right? What Orthodox yeah. Christians do in fact is 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 the entire spectrum of of options. Uh, I think so To that's me, that's a really Yeah, that is how it is. And
0: it's also a really hopeful message to me as a parent to think that, you know, any of these choices could be very much legitimate. Uh, Because if if education is the business of the body as a whole, then you don't have to have each family doing the same thing. Back back to that, you know, the split in the Reformed Church. There is a kind of notion there that, well, we've all got to do the same thing. And maybe that's what was wrong. Maybe you, maybe you could have held together that denomination and said, there will be a Christian school and your kids don't have to go to it. Um, and family by family, you decide, you know, I, you know, I know my kids. And I think, you know, as a father, I look at my kids and I think, I kind of, I think, maybe I'm wrong. I think they can kind of handle it. I think they can be some of the folks in in the next generation of the church who've got their armor on and can who, who can go in there and and know what's going on and take some blows mm. and and pick themselves up. I think I think that's my kids partly because I think it's me and they are my kids. And mm-hmm. that's important. Um, and I, but I, I think that without any prejudice whatsoever to someone who says, no, you know, in our case as a family, right. they just need to go to the Orthodox school, they need to be homeschooled, get involved in that co op. Yep. Um, like I think, I just think that's great too, which is, I mean, that's uh, to me, that's very hopeful. That's yeah. actually really, really uplifting to think about that these can all be totally valid and legitimate. And if we as a church, Taken together, but like my, yeah. my kids will learn stuff from the kids who are homeschooled and in that co op. They will learn stuff that they didn't learn and vice versa yeah. those kids will know more about a lot of things in our tradition in our way of life and my kids will know what the hell's in the barbie movie that i keep picking on well actually they haven't seen it but you know what i mean uh well i guess i protected them from that one but right so they'll they'll be the kids who know how oh, you know over in the public schools this is what they're saying and that conversation if it's had in if, if it can happen in love with people who know both sides yeah. um can be really can be really beautiful
1: you know yeah And the fact of the matter is, like the thing that the thing that bonds all of us is something that we do together, and that's liturgy, and that's something that that we are less we we admit fewer options about, right? There Mm -hmm. isn't a there isn't a home there isn't a homeschool style and a and a Catholic style and a public style and an Orthodox style, right? It's like the liturgy is one right yeah. such as such as we can such as we can achieve it such as God achieves it uh, in us and through us uh and we gather together whether we're public schoolers or homeschoolers or, or or catholic school board schoolers and and we're all getting together in the same place in front of the same altar in front of the same chalice eating from the same chalice the same body and blood of christ right um and so there is that there you know there is that higher level of unity that that can can bond us all together and orient all of like all of our different projects and we're all trying to do the best that we can and figure out what's best for our kids and ourselves and so forth education wise pedagogy wise and uh, and and that same thing that bonds us all together orients all of us I think you know you need to take your cues from 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 liturgy and all that's going on in liturgy to help each of us in our own situations make sense of of sort of the choices that we're making about about things like education right what is valuable what am I I'm choosing to homeschool my kids what is valuable about this education what should we be focusing on well you're going to take your cues and you're going to look for orientation from the same thing that I'm going to I'm going to look for orientation for me sending my kids to a public school, right? Yeah,
0: it's I mean, so it's related to a lot of conversations we've had about these types of issues and that we don't all play the role. What actually just popped into my mind was the movie The Exorcist, one of my oh. favorite films. <laughs> you know that movie, I assume. And uh,
1: it's, been a, I, it's been a long time. <laughs> just
0: absolutely amazing film. You know, even if you don't like the horror genre, it will oh. give you nightmares for the rest of your life, but, it's, <laughs> but even if you don't like the genre, and I'm not a big horror fan, movie fan but it, uh-huh. it's possibly my favorite movie in the world but what's remarkable to me about that movie is that you you need the exorcists who can walk into that room and that's not most of us right? like uh, but by gum, they've got to exist, and they have to have gone, gone right out there and wrangled with Satan himself, you know, which is the, which is the possessing demon in that film. That all comes out the way they make the movie. That this is, this is an A demon. This is the demon uh-huh. you who know, has taken over a body. It's quite something. Uh, so you have that as an absolute radical extreme of the, you know, these sort of, the, the absolute ultimate warriors Mm -hmm. with the devil himself and that is me and (laughs) you gotta be clergy to begin with and then you gotta be ultimate i I really i kind of admire in the catholic tradition that they have a specialized role exorcist is a thing that you can be still to this day in the roman Mm -hmm. catholic church as i understand it and -hmm. it's not all the priests no 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 No, um it's a very select elite core um but what like what you're talking about is saying we have to have a center point a liturgical center point in the body that unites us. And then we have to expect, uh, and this is just how a real body is too, we have to expect tremendous diversity as well. And it's that diversity with cohesion that allows us as the body of Christ to inhabit the world around us. Uh, and, and, and so, I mean, the, the bad news in a manner of speaking is that means we've all got to do a lot of discernment ourselves for our own educational process. If we're adults making our own decisions, you know, you've been talking about doing some counseling training. Uh, let me tell you, I work on courses (laughs) from these sectors. There is stuff in there. Holy moly. That I think is so wildly off base about what human beings are, what health is for them, what mental health is for them. We could do a whole episode on mental health, especially given my personal experiences with it. Um, It's it is wild sauce. You can handle it a hundred percent. And I think you probably should, because we also freaking need therapists. We absolutely need it. And you'll get a lot of skills from those very same courses and that very same system of training that will be immeasurably helpful. And some of them will be precisely the things that are not explicitly Christian. Some of it will be just knowing what the experiences of your clients have been with secular therapy or secular psychiatry. To know that, to know what's going on in medical psychiatry, somebody has to know that because we have people show up at the church door who've been through that for years and for decades. We have right. people show up at the church door who who still maybe need to participate in it in certain ways. Um, and but maybe need to distance themselves from it in other ways. Somebody has to know yeah. what is going on in secular mental health to be able to help people as a Christian navigate it, the positives, the angelic, and the negatives, the demonic, that are inherently involved in there. You are the kind of guy who can handle it. I would not give that advice to everybody. Some people yeah. might just be so scandalized right. and scarred and hurt, or they might risk just getting sucked down the, the vortex and turning into, you know, secular atheists who see people as nothing but bodies and, you know, just, to, you know, all mental health is just rooted in some body bodily physiology, which is a lie, an absolute lie.
1: That um, a
0: lie. You, yeah. So, but you're, you're going to get, if you go down that road, you're going to get that from the edge of it. So there's a, it's a lot of discernment. It's, it's bad news. As I said, in the sense that discernment is incredibly hard to do it for yourself. What can I handle? What can I do? In my education, to do it for your kids, where should my specific kids be? I know they should be in liturgy on Sundays. I think that's maybe the slam dunk for Orthodox Christians. That's because that's the unity part, that's Mm -hmm. the center point part. But Mm -hmm. what are they going to do during the rest of the week? Where do my kids belong for my? families needs for their capacities to turn them into the people that will serve the church you know, the church needs lawyers you're going to get all kinds of crap in law, legal education the church needs accountants yeah, yeah there's so much that's so wrong in the moral assumptions of an accounting education it's crazy but we need an accountants yeah. i can't tell you how much i value yep. having somebody who knows what they're doing with the church books oh it's, yes it's yeah. it's huge absolutely And the therapist says, somebody's got to go run that gauntlet. Who is it going to be? Yeah. And and how do we figure that out? It's hard, hard as hell. And I think this is one of the reasons that it results in battles and fights and arguments, you know, because the temptation is to universalize it and say, there's this one way that's the right way. That's the CRCRCA breakdown. We see that in the church too. You get homeschoolers who are extremely evangelical about it and say, well, this is the only way Orthodox Christian kids should not be in school. And I'll argue with those people and say, well, I just right. don't, I don't see it that starkly, but nor am I going to turn around. I, I shouldn't turn around and say, you're nuts. You know, all Orthodox Christian kids should be in schools. Right. That would be so, it, it'd be so reductionist. Yep. It just isn't right. And so that means we have to deal with the difficult discernments and we will probably argue with each other and it will probably be very hard and we might screw it up. Maybe I've done the wrong thing. Maybe my kids belong wrong in homeschool. Yeah. All doesn't.
1: right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean yeah. Uh, that's why we're you know talking about things like this in a in a public forum like this and to talk not only to your your father confessor, spiritual fathers and mothers, but like just the people in your parish. I'm like everyone yeah. should, we should all be talking about this because we're because what what we need to start doing is just playing the hand that is dealt us doing the best we can and we're going to do some we're do some tripping and falling and and we're going to and and then just figure out how to adjust as we go like um but but I think that's yeah like I think that's right I think that you know you do have to admit of a certain diversity of 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 realities and if you can't if you're if your tradition if your theological center can't admit of of the the practical diversity that there need that there is simply going to be like that's that's a problem, right? So so liturgically, theologically, we need to be thinking not about sort of absolutes that everyone should be homeschooling, everyone should be checking out of out of the system. Like that's just not there's so many of us that's just not practical. I'm gonna need more. You're gonna to need to give me more. We cannot homeschool. I can't. Af- I can't afford to run this house. But like we, you, everyone knows what the housing prices are like in Canada. We all know, right? Blah 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 blah. Like I, uh, the 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 range of jobs that are available to me, we can't afford for Amanda to be at home homeschooling, even if she wanted to, which she acknowledges would seem like a terrible idea. Right, not every yeah. family, like pers- just personality-wise. There's finances, yeah. there's person personalities. Like, it just that's not just going to work. So, like practically speaking, there is going to have to be a diversity of schooling situations, a diversity of vocations and jobs. Like, you can't just be like, well, everyone has to be an iconographer at church. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not how any of this works. So, we're going to have to work at at figuring out together our pedagogical situations our vocational situations just keep like a family does right we're gonna have to be a family to one another you and i are gonna keep keep talking and be and be families to one another and we're gonna you know hopefully reach a, a you know a few listeners uh, as well and like we're gonna try to help each other sort this out best we can and get some principles in line uh, that 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 make it possible to to make some some decisions. You know, you can making the the decisions that are there before us to be made.
0: Yeah, it's going to take a hell of a lot of prayer. Yeah, a lot of receiving the body and blood of Christ. And we will mess it up. Yep, we will. So we're going to need a lot of forgiveness. Yep, and we're going to need the capacity to pick up the pieces for our kids and patiently be there. You know, if and when they. They, they've heard a thing and then bibed a thing and we think it's wrong. And, you know, as they get older and they become teenagers into their early 20s, you know, I think about this in, you know, does the day come and they turn around and just call me a, a backwards bigot and right. you know, disown me? Well, they might, they might. I mean, if I, if I decide to let them put on the, the armor that they've got and go in there, they might do that. Yeah. And I've got to be ready for that too. And that, that too is all part of education. How am I going to respond? Uh, if? if the, the fact that I've let them be exposed to certain things creates a, a serious challenge or a conundrum or a problem, uh, or they even begin to invest in a demonic cult. So to, to, so to speak, yeah. literally it's not just yeah. so to speak, but, uh, it, what am I going to do? That's part of my job as a father thinking about my kid's education. It's, it reminds me of painting houses. You know, I'll, <laughs> I'll often say to people as a, as a former professional house painter, House paint—it's not that house painters don't screw things up every day. Oh, we do. It's—we know how to fix it, you know, right. <laughs> in ways that you probably don't. Right? When you come, when you bump the ceiling and now you've got blue paint on the freaking ceiling, <laughs> like you're like, oh no, I can't. Oh, what am I going to do? I would just be like, oh yeah, that's—I've done that a million times. <laughs> I just know what to do now. That's a, that's all. It's not different. I'm not perfect. Right. Um, but but it's like it's a hopeful, it's a beautiful thing to think about. It's right. uh, it gives me a lot of a lot of hope that if we keep that center point there, and we always keep one thing I reflect on a lot in life, and one thing I say to people a lot in life is that you know the promise of Christ isn't that we're not going to stray; it's that there's nowhere that we can ever get to where there isn't a road back to Him. Yeah. There's nowhere you can go, however long, however far, where there isn't a pathway back as a prodigal back home to the father's house where God will run to us arms open. Right? It's impossible. And it, yeah, it gives me courage personally when I think about my own kids to know that because they may, they may end up eating the, the, the seed pods of the, of the swine. Uh, yeah. Maybe they will. I mean, I have, I still do sometimes. And, and, I will be there as a father who's an icon of the father, but ultimately the true father, even even when I'm gone, will always be there. And realizing that their education is all wrapped up in that, that hope and that faith um, seems, seems pretty key to me.
1: Yeah. I think that's right. I think just to, I can't help, but but think about Cain again, one more time. Yeah. Yeah. The difference difference between the difference between Cain and the prodigal son is that is that the prodigal son ran back to his father. Yeah. That our hope is not in mastering the ways of the city or being, or being totally immersed in and of the world and finding our hope in like the only way we're going to survive is if we adapt to the technology, the, and, and all, all the, all the things, all the promises and, and, and challenges that all come with that. And, and thinking that our solution our adapt- adaptability, our success is all found in knowing the ways of the world, being immersed in the ways of the. No, it's running back to the father. It's running back to the father. Does that mean, you know, none of us are ever going to be involved in in technology industry? No, of course not. I mean, that's, you know, we're we're going to figure out what jobs we need to we need to take and what's appropriate for us and what's what education is appropriate for our kids. But always be running back. To- that's what maybe, we, that's, that's, what maybe, maybe that's the shows. thing we need to teach
0: ourselves and maybe that's it maybe that's the one parallel stream that ever truly truly matters. It's
1: exactly that the education system isn't that's not where to fix things. Yeah, right? We're going to we're going to be wrestling with education just all, right alongside everyone else. But for everyone who's who pins their hope in the salvation of society through education. Of, well, as long as we can teach our kids you know, not to be racist. As long as we can teach our kids to be open and welcoming, like there's certain there's a lot of aspects of that that are good, and there's a lot of aspects of that that are ideological. That thinking that education is our salvation, education is not our salvation. Education itself needs to be saved. Education itself needs to be ordered. Don't think of education as the as as the solution to society's crisis. Run, run back to the Father. Run back, run back, to, back to the to Father. Christ. And Christ is the way to the Father.
0: Yeah. Well, thank God. That can never be taken away from us. Well, no matter it can what. never
1: be taken away from us. Well, it's a Sunday afternoon, Greg,
0: so we've uh, probably got to wait about a week, but uh, maybe we should show up at liturgy again. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to be there. Run back to the Father, my man. You can count on it. Let's tell our kids to do the same thing.
1: Absolutely. One is now I need more money